Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Taking a walk with Buzz Knight. All right, well, I'm going to start this, Bill Lee, as we're taking a walk with Bill Lee, the spaceman here. And uh, we're in Fall River, Massachusetts. We'll explain why. Bill, uh, thanks for hanging out here. I want to play a little, uh, I used to call this Poetry Corner, this little game. Good. And I want you to hear the poem and see if you can guess the song that it actually is, okay? Really? Yeah. All right? Yeah. So I'm an old poetry fan from way back. Ready? Good. Okay. And you jump right in whenever you want. Bang. Bang, shoot him up, destiny. Bang, bang, shoot him up to the moon. Bang, bang, shoot him up. One, two, three. One, two, three, four. I want to be a spaceman. Yo! Harry Nielsen, Damn L.A. straight. One of my freaking soulmates from L.A. Oh, my God. What a way to start the Taking a Walk podcast with <laughs> Bill winning. You win a prize. Well, I don't win a prize. I just pitched when they brought me to the mound in Kansas City three weeks ago with Jane Levy, the great author from the, from the Washington Post. They brought me out. I grabbed a Budweiser from a fan in the front row. I chugged down the half a Budweiser light, flipped it over my shoulder, went out on the field, did my stretches, did my bend down, did my round kick up over my head, got ready, and then bang, bang, shoot him up, destiny. They played the song, and I was 17 years old again. And I threw the shit out of the ball and won the ball game. Oh, I love it. Is that one of the greatest songs ever, too? It's one of the greatest songs. He, all of his. The most beautiful world in the world. And Joy to the World was a beautiful girl. But to me, Joy meant only sorrow. You know? And, and uh, his songs are just... They're like Frank Zappa. They're ahead of their time. He was probably the greatest songwriter 
And then Zevon came along and became one of my best friends near the end of his life. And uh, the Zevon family, the daughters and son, live on Route 14 in Vermont. And I live on Route 14 in Vermont. Wow. Is that How the coincidence come about? Uh, he, his father was a riverboat gambler. He was the son of a riverboat gambler. And uh, from the south, and I end up in the north with his daughter and son, and all of my kids live in the south. <laughs> I'm going, the guy, whoever she is that controls the universe, yes. she's one funny lady. Yeah. <laughs> now, did you know Harry Nilsson? I'd never met Harry, yeah. but I loved his music from the get-go. And that's been the theme of my radio show in Montreal for 40 years. I start out every 420. That's when I do it. And 420 is my spot on radio in, in Montreal. What uh, station? It's 690. It's uh, Mitch Milnick's show, and it's called Answers from Space. <laughs> I love it. And I've been doing it for 40 years. It's probably the most listened to show in all of uh, Montreal. I was on for 20 minutes just yesterday talking about uh, doing a tour of the Quebec all-star old-timers are touring Quebec in July and early August and then uh, I'll go down and pitch for the Savannah Bananas in late August and September and then I'm done for the year and I don't know where I'm gonna go but I think I want to tour Canada on a train and go across on via rail and play ball all the way across Canada with the Savannah Bananas and promote this new form of baseball which is really exciting, it's quick, and it's not boring like real baseball. What are the differences? Uh, there's no stepping out of the batter's box. There's no mound visits. You're not allowed to bunt. You can steal first base anytime you want, but you got to make it. If the ball gets by the catcher, you can get it. Uh, if you walk, you don't walk. You run to first as fast as you can and go to second. And every t player on the opposing team defense has to touch the ball before they can tag you out. So it's a rapid, quick game. We, uh, we take a baby out of the stands, an eight-month-old baby. We wrap it in a banana leaf, and we pray to the gods before the game. It's hilarious. We got guys on stilts. We have 65-year-old women called the Nanas that party and dance with us. It's funny. And we were on Sunday morning CBS with Jane Pauley two Sundays ago. So even little old couples from Nebraska know who we are. I love the one uh, video I saw where you were in the stands drinking the beer and uh, and then you get called in, yeah. throw the beer can over, over the back, right? That was Kansas City that just recently. That was the Kansas City one? That, that was, was the there. last one they probably show. Oh, my God. How triumphant is that? Describe the feeling. When of being 17 again? <laughs> There's nothing better if you're 75. Is for a brief moment in history, you're 17 again. But I feel you. That's every day for you. It try. I try to make it every day. Today, you saw how you first met me. First yeah. time, I'm sitting down, sanding a piece of wood. Yeah. And holding court with a bunch of fans that come in there. See, this is, this is, mill. This is working class America. Yep. You're in the bowels of Fall River where the waters fall down and the mills began. Yep. The first was Slater's Mill in Rhode Island. And my book publisher is right by that mill. So I write at one mill and I make wood at another mill, right? 
and then I'll go out and play against the police and fire department. And uh, I was just a major unionist. I am Eugene Debs. I am the Eugene Debs that of the Socialist Party that ran for president and got seven million votes. You know, and I will be back. Eugene is coming back. Uh, Google's starting to unionize. Amazon's going to unionize. And Apple's going to unionize. And that'll be the future. And the workers of the world will gain a little bit more recognition and will spread the wealth around. Money's like manure. It's only good if you spread it thinly on the field. <laughs> right. you, know, you don't want to concentrate it in one area. Because yep. that's where the beef cattle are on the side of the road on Interstate 5 in, in California up near Bakersfield. And they stand on 12 feet of their own shit and then you eat them at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. You know, that's the worst McDonald's commercial I ever did right here on your show. <laughs> All right, so back to that feeling. Yeah. When you race out, whether you're 17 or 75, describe how it feels when you're racing or being carted to the mound, right? Well, what's it like? You're in a potential situation where you can die because you're 60 feet, 6 inches away from a, a grandchild that's swinging a wood bat and hitting a ball 112 miles an hour back at you from 60 feet away. Right. So... You, every time you go to the mound, you're facing death, potential death. So when you succeed and come back and win, you've achieved a great accomplishment that you get to live another day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's electrifying, isn't it? Sure. It's, yeah. It's, right? It never gets old, right? It's, it's like little big man, Dustin Hoffman, when he goes to Chief Jan George, and he goes, it's a good day to die, grandfather. It's a good day to die. And you live your life, you wake up, you're already dead. In the Band of Brothers, when the guy ran through the hail of fire and came back and ran back through it again, he told him, you know, when you're over in Germany, in France, and fighting the Germans, you have to have the opinion that you're already dead. Or you will not live. Like that? I love it. Do you think about some of your nemesis that you've faced over your career uh, and wish you had that moment to get back and pitch to whomever again? Oh yeah, I've been I'll show you, here's the best example I have right here in my back pocket Let it rain Let it rain Letting dollar bills go I know, I shit ten dollar bills <laughs> Jackson a day keeps the doctor away <laughs> No, I open up my wallet and I go in here and I pull out 50-year-old Craig Nettles baseball card right there Look that I've that. kept laminated. Craig Nettles is up against the right cheek of my ass for 50 years. The smell and the view do not improve for that son of a bitch. So every day he's right there. So I carry him around because he's the guy who threw me to the ground in 76 in the brawl. So, yeah, I do hold grudges. Have you ever run into him anywhere? Oh, lots of times. <laughs> the last time was at a, a rivalry thing between him and he looked pretty good. The time before, he sat down and he looked like uh, uh, Benjamin Button, getting smaller and smaller. 
<laughs> and I said, I said, Jesus Christ, I crap bigger than you now. <laughs> I said, you look like a fucking duvet cover. <laughs> what did he say? Oh, nothing. He had to take it. He doesn't respond? Because he was below me and I was above him. And if he got out of the chair, I'd have cold cocked <laughs> Well, he's not the only one, though, is he? There's got to no, be others. My, now, uh, by the way... My sister-in-law. <laughs> if she caught on fire, I wouldn't piss on her to put her out. <laughs> <laughs> but if all of the Craig Nettles cards from all these other players were in your freaking wallet, you'd be like uh, George Costanza with it's the wallet nice. that uh, broke your back. Exactly, no. He, if, if you seek revenge, dig two graves, Lao Tzu, right? Yep. And all great leaders, when everything is said and done, the workers say we did it ourselves. Yep. And that's Lao Tzu, too. And, uh, you know, I'm a, a firm believer in Zen Buddhism and yoga and relaxation. That's for you, by the way. Oh, my God. You know That's the him? chant. Yep, Keep Not Han. He died about three months ago at 95. Wow. But. Look, 40 year old Berks. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Wow. Prepared five times. Well, thank you for that. That's there, a great there you go. gift. There you go. That's my uh, token of appreciation. Well, this is, follows right in line with C- Connections, which was a great TV show by uh, a guy on PBS can't think of his name right now but he had a show where everything is connected I mean all these trees are connected you know yeah describe the scene right now where, well every where time I at. see a tree I think it's a woman buried upside down <laughs> if there's two limbs <laughs> and then you look and I look and I'm going wow those are nice legs I don't know what the upper part of her body looks like <laughs> It's something about the salt air. And then the rock. I see. I, I love rocks. I'll show you what the best thing. I'll show you the best thing about a rock. That's a nice one too. Yeah. That's a nice one. It's got a lichen on it. But this one is granite. It's pink orthoclase granite. You know, and it's from New Hampshire. And you stretch and push. And when you push on it hard and relax and lean forward, you think you're moving the rock. Your muscles are expanding and stretching, but it gives you the sensation that you're not moving, the rock is moving. Oh, wow. And what you're doing is, you're doing a yoga contraction in breath. And this is what allows you to keep pitching at the age of 75. There you go. It's all yoga. It's all stretching. It's all... And then you can sit here and contemplate everything. Yep. People don't do this. Walt Whitman, Leaves of Grass. Baseball is a sport, an American sport, that will invigorate the youth and let them get out and breathe fresh air. He said that a long time ago in Leaves of Grass. Yeah. Beautiful. He went to baseball games. And my wine partner is Jeff Whitman, a great, 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 great nephew of his. Oh, wow. And I make wine with him. And where can folks get that wine? Uh, it'll be out in the shelves 
next fall. It's called Spaceman Red. There'll be a thousand cases of it at the Vermont, I mean, the New Hampshire liquor store. And I'll be there selling it on the side of the road. Right on the side. Right on the side of the road. You know, come and buy. If you buy a case of wine, you get a free bat. That's the promotion nice. thing. I did it with the other wine. Nice. Stuff. Did you ever forgive Don Zimmer? No, but I'm getting close. Yeah. He, I found out later that his wife was signing everything because he couldn't write. You know, and he had three holes in the left side of his head from being beamed, and he had one hole in the right side, and I was wondering what that one hole was all about on the right side. And I thought maybe it's to let the light out. But <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He was a pain in the ass. Like, like notoriously, right? Notorious. He was a gambler and everything else, and him and Joe Mooney, the... The equipment man, they would send the clubhouse boys over to to, to uh, the track over there in uh, Revere, Wonderland, and they'd pace all their bets on the dogs and stuff. And it was it was sad. But he got a good job with the Yankees after he got rid of me. And he threw a 14-game lead, which has never been done in the American League East a long time ago. And he really had it in for me. And he, when I was selling bats with Louis Ledoux down in Florida, he was at the, he saw me and he stumbled and he backed up and got into a golf cart and drove away and I think he died a day later or something like that. So Ooh, he, he saw the devil. Yeah. But Lori Cabot, the witch in, in Salem, yep. is a good close friend of mine, Paul Poirier. And I believe I have a little of that druid spirit in me that scares the shit out of people. Because I can wiggle my finger like that, like Hannibal Lecter, and they drop all around me <laughs> like houseflies. It's very powerful. <laughs> it really is. It is. You made reference to the way the game is played now with the changes you know, that the Savannah Bananas are able to yeah. be part of. So talk about the state of the game today. It's terrible. It's all specialized. It's based on numerology. It's Bill James. I agree. Status, statistics, statistic, damn statistic. You've got to do it. But in a case of a close game, you have to go against the grain and hit the ball the other way. Lay down a bunt. Do something exceptional and out of the ordinary, or you're not going to win the game. If you hit into everybody's trap, you know, just based on your statistics, then you're like Ted Williams, who was arrogant and tried to pull the ball all the time. But I found out he didn't. He was a great hitter with two strikes, and he didn't cut his swing down, and he put the ball in play, and that's why he's the greatest hitter that ever lived. But he was also the greatest hitter that ever lived, and I found out because he hit on all three of my wives. <laughs> he hit on Mary Lou, Pam, and Diana in a wheelchair. The guy is living. He was the best hitter that ever lived. Oh, my God. <laughs> and now you know the rest of the story. Good day. Isn't he frozen? Isn't his head frozen? His head, I, yeah. Marine Cronin wanted me to go save him and bring him back for a funeral on Cape Cod. I said, a Viking funeral? She said, yeah, that'd be nice. I said, where are you going to find three virgins? <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> Isn't it great to laugh? 
It's great. It's, it's the greatest. It's, it thing. is the best medicine. It's it's unbelievable. It is the best. There's medicine. nothing. I, there's nothing better. Nothing produces more good feeling. You know, it's amazing. Isn't this, it? I am the luckiest guy being here with you, taking in the the yeah. sights and and the sounds of Bill Lee. Well, it's a great place. You can hear a seagull in the background. You know, you can hear the roar over the bridge of all the people trying to get to Cape Cod. You know, and you don't have to. You could be sitting on this rock right here. People are in a hurry to get places that they don't really want to go. I don't understand it. Okay, I have another thing I don't understand. Everybody's talking now how there's there's no... Everybody's talking now. That's Harry Nielsen. (laughs) That's right. Everybody's, Everybody's talking. That you know what that song was from? Yeah. Hell yeah. That the was the Midnight theme. Cowboy. Midnight Cowboy. That's right. Dylan was supposed to write the song. I'm walking here. I know. Ever? <laughs> I'm falling apart here. <laughs> Is that amazing? It's amazing. How we tie it together. Right, so everything has a thread. It's all about Harry. All about Harry. Do you know the first comedy Hitchcock ever wrote? No. Troubles with Harry, filmed in Craftsbury, Vermont, where I have lived for 33 years. Holy mackerel. And it became Weekend at Bernie's as the remake. But the original was in 1955 with Shirley MacLaine, Theodore Cleaver, and I can't think of the guy, the star. He was great. It's all about a guy. They think they killed him, and they keep digging him up and reburying him and stuff. It's an Alfred Hitchcock comedy. They should do a weekend in Bernie's uh, remake with Bernie Sanders. What do you What do you think? Well, Bernie, <laughs> Bernie, Bernie's a lot like Mel Brooks, but he's not nearly as funny. But it's the meaning of life in Mel Brooks' Spaceballs. It's merchandising, but he plays all ends of the fiddle. He, he's great for the veterans. He's great there, but he takes money from Monsanto. And he takes things, and he killed seven uh, Philadelphia Philly pitchers. You know, you can look it up. All in their 50s. Oh, man. Oh, God. Tug McGraw, Ken Brett, uh, Real Cormier, Vukovic, all these guys, yeah. catchers, pitchers, Gary Carter. They all died from, I believe, the fumes that come off of uh, AstroTurf. You know, and so he takes money from everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what's wrong with our... When I ran for president in 88 on the rhinoceros ticket against Bill Clinton, I only accepted a quarter because it's a two-bit office. Who would want to run? Well, you got to get someone out there that does has his hands in his own pockets. That's what it is. And look at our, look at our frickin' uh, our, uh, Supreme Court now. Oh. Allowing, you know dropping a law in New York after all these people got killed in Buffalo and stuff instead of really ratcheting down the laws on guns. The trouble is there's too many crazies out there and they're loaded. And today, the day we're recording this, the official you know, yeah. announcement on Roe versus Wade came out as well. Oh, I didn't I know mean, that. We knew it was going to happen. I knew. Well, I got into a fight with a guy in a Dodge. He had a uh, he had a uh, a flag on it and it said let's go Brandon and I slowed down and flipped him off and he got mad in his car but he doesn't realize Brandon's my grandson the fucking pedophile (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's see, I get in fights just by driving down the highway. Yeah. If I see something bad, if you I see get into it, you say something. I say something. Yeah. You know, it's amazing I'm still alive. But you know, so I was talking though about how the roads are all packed, right? Yeah. There's traffic, and all we hear about is. Uh, employers can't find people to take jobs. Where, I sound like Jerry Seinfeld, where are all these people going? They're going to Costco. <laughs> I mean, they're going to Walmart. Yeah. You know, there's, they're, they're, they don't realize that all these giant things, Home Depot, put away the little man. They put away the small entrepreneurial spirit of America. And they've fallen into this trap that's going to kill them in the long run. I see no hope for this planet if the if, if if sea levels rising at the rate that it's doing, you know, and these giant droughts are happening in the West. Of course, you get them about every thousand years, but I got a feeling Yellowstone's going to blow because of the movie by Woody Harrelson, uh, 2012. They're playing it way too much. <laughs> it's, it's Hollywood's way of saying we're fucked. <laughs> Right, and they know how to say it. You know what? In artificial intelligence. You know, I didn't believe in artificial intelligence until Star Wars came out. And I realized the droids are a lot smarter than the humans. Oh, there you go. Amen. Amen. Show me that uh, place where the band's playing over here. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's good. There's a there's a concert uh, coming, yeah. coming up here. That's good. you got to do it. i got to get back to work, too. You know. uh, we're we're uh, we're gonna walk through briefly where I first met you yeah. inside the Axis Bat Factory as that's, well. That's true. That's you for... looked like when I walked in, you looked like you were that could have been heaven right there. It is heaven. You know, it's uh, there's nothing better than being 75 and sporting a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. It's awesome, right? Yeah. I mean, there's, exactly. nothing, there's nothing better. We're, know, we're, we're, I tell Louis the other day, he says, we got to find a new wood to use. And his name's Louis Ledoux. And I said, I said, well, I said, there's French oak that's in the oak barrels. And he goes, I said, he says, you've been lift, you lift anything heavy like that? He says, only when I take a leak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Louis Ledoux, of course. <laughs> it's got to be French oak. Uh, so what is this place over king, here? Huh? This is it. Boneheads. Is Boneheads, the they the turned spot. it in. This is going to be, this is going to get torn down. This will be a park. This will be a beautiful area in Fall River. You know, the key is these old mill towns will become places and destinations to go. we got to be more walking, more ambulatory, more fresh air. And you like walking. I walk all the time. Yeah, you like it. Where were your favorite places in Boston to walk when you were uh, playing for the Red Sox? To the Elliott Lounge. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, I walked to the Elliott Lounge all the time. I used to run six miles every day from Belmont, my duplex in Belmont, all the way along the, the Charles River, go through BU, come in and, uh, and pitch and go nine innings. I had 73 complete games in three years. It's amazing. Think about that now. Think about that now. Right? Yeah. But well, what, what are the pitches you're throwing? Strikes. Just work fast, throw strikes, change speed. Change speed, throw strikes, change the aisle of elevation on the hitter, and uh, control the tempo of the game. That's the key. The key is throwing strikes and having a lot of young, great outfielders and infielders. And they know every pitch I throw is going to be put in play. So they're ready. That's the key. 
I can't believe Frank Zappa is going to be here. I'm going to miss him tonight. Frank Zappa's band? Right here. Wow. You know, you crushed me uh, at the Lowell Spinners Park when you threw some batting practice to a bunch of us. Yes. You killed me. You what? just destroyed me. Really? You, I thought I, you know, I, like I could hit something, you know, and you just had me boom, flummoxed, man. I flummox everybody. Just completely flummoxed. Evil Louie, when he tells the story about me pitching, you know, to him, he said he'd never seen anybody command. I don't have really good stuff. You looking for something? Yeah. My time, uh, but I'm a huge fan. I saw your documentary. Could I get a quick picture with you? Sure, you can. Awesome. I, I can't believe when you walked by before I was getting a haircut in the barber shop, and I said, No fucking way. What's your name? Adam. We're doing a podcast. This here. is oh, good. It's all right. You're part of it. No, that's, that's sorry. okay. No, no, you won't believe it. That's all right. I'm wearing my yellow Savannah banana outfit. Yeah. You know, like that. And people are pulling off the road and running across four lanes of traffic. Yeah. And I'm going, I, this, this has got to stop or I'm going to have a lot of young kids killed. Honestly, the, my favorite part about the documentary was it, it was very like, like you know, I have a lot of anxiety. So it's very calming to me, especially when, when you're working out with The Rock and stuff like that. Yeah. In Cuba, that was so like. Oh, thank like, you. And I, and I love baseball. And We're just talking about the Red rocks Sox. and everything. No and kidding. I, well, good. Yeah, well, I, like I just took a walk no, with him, and I'm so calm right my now. Wife, my wife isn't going to believe this. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Nice haircut. Thank you. <laughs> and what's your name? My name is Buzz Knight. N- nice to meet Taking you. Taking a walk. You. Pop. You know what? Here you go. I'll do a little plug. Yeah. Here you go. There's the podcast. Awesome. So I can listen to it. Eventually. Thank you. It takes a little while. Wow. I... I'm blown away right now. Ah, yeah, see ya. I'm playing tonight in Rhode Island. Yeah, Smithfield. Yeah, just against the cops. Yeah, police department. Don't worry, I'll be around. You bet. Oh, that's awesome. So that you love that when that happens. That happens all the time, right? Happens all the time. More so now than ever before. The best was when I got pulled over by a state trooper about three years ago at the beginning of COVID. I'm out in the fast lane in the Buick, heading uh, south. Traffic's coming in, it's during the commute. And this statey comes barreling out off the exit over there at Andrews or wherever, something like that. And he comes out and I can see him moving left towards me. So I slow down, I let him have my spot in the lane, and I move right and follow in his footsteps and pass him and go up in in the slow lane all the way up. Next thing you know, he turns his light on, he comes after me. He pulls me over, and he goes, Sir, you're a very aggressive driver. I said, I saw you all the way. And how else do you win 94 fucking games in this town? (laughs) I said, you came on here and got stuck, and I fucking went there because I could see the goddamn road. And do you see the fucking MP hat in the back of my car? Don't ever pull over an MP. I'm the guy who puts you in fucking jail. (laughs) <laughs> and that was he got he you know he, he I kind of went a little too far but fuck it <laughs> did you ever think in your life you would live to see marijuana legal and gambling legal no no fucking way no way no what happened to all my bookie friends you know they were great guys you know they'd always ask me I used to get a call up all the time from bookies asking me how I feel the day before I pitch. Really? And I'd be shit-faced and everything else. i go, ah, oh, I fucking feel great. 
<laughs> and the cannabis part? What do you yeah, think? exactly. I said, shit, I threw some of my best games on weed. You know? I beat Seattle one time and didn't throw the ball over 55 miles an hour. <laughs> Who was the toughest out? Bill Matlock. Little short, pudgy guy from uh, Texas Rangers and then he was with uh, Pittsburgh Pirates. He won the national batting championship four years in a row. That was late in my career. Early in my career it was Tony Oliva. Ooh. Oliva wore me out. Yeah, he hit two home runs off me in one game and none of them were strikes. Really? Yeah. Found out the only way to get him out is throw him a fastball right down the middle. He'll hit it 400 feet to center but it won't go out. I remember he had that thing he used to do, uh, that way he sort of flung the bat, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, always beautiful swinger. And he had stuff. those, uh, yeah. the, the batting gloves, too. It's yoga, close. Yeah, the one going to a yoga class. <laughs> today. Makes perfect sense after this. All right, so we're walking into yeah. the... Pro Bat Baseball Bat Factory, Louis Ledoux Axis Sports, used to be in the Kona, but we're back. This is where... We're back with the where it all Where it all began, right? So yeah. tell me about the factory. It's uh, these, Look at these old wood. This is svelted maple, and I sanded it down really soft there. And I told him, if you make svelted maple bats, you can sell those for 200 bucks, too. Oh, we were doing a podcast walking down the street. Did you know that? Yeah. Buzz Knight. Buzz. Right. How are you? My, he's my co-writer. I'm sorry, what's your name? Uh, Scott Russell. And Peg. Hi, okay. Hi, Scott. It's nice gonna, to meet you. Buzz Knight. We're on the, t- the Take It A Walk podcast. I love it. I yeah. I love Hi, it. Hi, nice to meet you. That's, no, that's Peg. Yeah. Hi, Peg. Sorry. Nice to meet you. Oh, oh thank you. This is our book. That's our next to last book. <laughs> okay, yeah. And then that. Look at these are the ones I picked last time. He never got them back to his never wife. <laughs> I got to give him shit for that. So that's spelted maple. And these are all pallets that the wood comes in on. And we, do, we break them down and we make tables out of them. So we use everything, nothing leaves here except maybe sawdust. You know, and that uses that for bedding for chickens and cows. But the rest of it's totally organic. Look at this. So look, the scene in here has how many, how many bats ready to be shipped out? Probably just thousands, these, right? Those over here. No, we're... we're they're all over the place. These are camps that come in. Yeah. These are eight cans. But we get them when they're all roughed up. We get them. But this turns out, and we can find a really good bat in here. You know, and we have all different types. Was it Big Poppy picking bats from here for a while? Uh, we were Nakona. He swung a Nakona bat that yeah. we made. Yeah. I've got one, I think, in the truck. But if you look over there, that's all yellow birch on that side. That's on there. The smell is outstanding. Yeah, come over here. Wow. This is the uh, the CC copier. That turns them. That thing right there goes in. This is a piece of ash. Yeah. It's the hardest thing to find in New England now. Is a good piece of ash. <laughs> <laughs> I knew what was happening there. That's an old Richie Ashburn line. Stole it from Richie Ashburn. I knew what was happening. You might think I looked dumb. No, 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 it's palette. That's maple. You know, sometimes they got cherry in here. That looks like maple, though. 
I said your pallet wood is gorgeous. Every piece of pallet wood is a table. We got to get more people working here. My son's my son's fence too. I'm making them. Yeah, you're making them. This is beautiful here. This is amazing. We this had a good is, walk. Uh, the mic this is the microphone and it's okay. It's Everything's good. Well, we had a great walk, Bill. I'm going to leave you to uh, okay. your important tasks at hand. What's what's on your agenda the rest of the day? Uh, I have to go pitch uh, against the cops in Smithfield, Rhode Island. I have to drive all the way home, get home at 1 in the morning. You know, i got to pick peonies when I get home and put them in a vase for my wife because they're starting to droop. And then tomorrow I get up early and I go and have uh, three cups of coffee, two uh, sodium naproxen, a leave, and then I go pitch against the number one team in the state, Randolph. And if I win, I'm going to have a beer, and if I lose, I'm going to have a beer. <laughs> and then the next morning, I'll be on the road. I'm going to drive uh, 700 miles to uh, Elkhart, Indiana, where they make uh, Winnebago's. And then I'm going to sleep on the side of the road for about four hours and then end up in Okeechobee, in the lake area of Iowa, pitching on Tuesday. The Road Warrior, Bill Lee. Thank you. Thanks for taking a walk. This has been so much fun. I think I, I think I hurt myself a couple of times. No, you do can laugh. You can laugh. <laughs> no, that was, I'll tell you. Send me a copy of that and send it to all my kids. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I am the ferryman. In the shadows of the afterlife, the ferryman of souls guides America's most influential spirits to their eternal rest. Where are you taking me? Are you death? This road is not on any map. How much for a ticket? All I ask for in payment is a tale. I don't know who got to Kennedy first. And the devastation those first bombs caused. I've never been to hell, but I know intimately the hymns of the damned. Binge the season of The Passage now. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm -hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.